Coming up on the Rami Lavi podcast, Adam Schefter just walked off the set of the ESPN free agency special while Diana Rossini walked on. She showed him a picture on her phone or something on her phone. She says, no, I'm just showing him pictures of my kids. When they asked what she was showing him, um, it's kind of funny. But the point is, everyone is on Aaron Rodgers' watch. Everyone is waiting for Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. And there have been multiple false reports. No reports of what has actually happened, if anything has happened. Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter are the only two people you can trust. But I kind of take you through what I've been thinking today. Um, I start with a little open on uh, that what, what just happened with Trey Wingo. Um, and then I talked about Rodgers and the Jets and why I want him and what this process has been like. It's a quicker episode, uh, but I'm sure there'll be an update as soon as I post it. And so uh, stay on the lookout, whether they get Rodgers or not. It's going to be fun. All right. All that and more coming up next on the Rami Levy podcast. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. One of the things I talk about on this podcast a lot is the stigma against mental health. I think, unfortunately, there has been a stigma, but we're slowly breaking it. And if you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, overwhelmed, or maybe you just want to talk to someone, today's sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience there's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that may not be available in your area you just fill out a questionnaire to help access your specific needs and then you get matched with a therapist in another 48 hours plus you can exchange unlimited text messages and everything you share is completely confidential so I talk about on this podcast how your mindset towards things changes everything one of the things that I learned in therapy was that join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Rami. That's my first name. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash R-A-M-I, my first name, Rami. If you use that link, the link is in the description in the podcast notes. If you use that link, you'll get 10% off and it'll also help me out. So please do that. I'm telling you it's worth it. Do it today. So I don't know if I could put this out yet. I really don't. Um, apparently, it's chaos right now. I'm not watching NFL Network. I'm not watching uh, ESPN, but I should probably turn it on. Um, Trey Wingo reported and Dove Kleiman retweeted it and confirmed it that Aaron Rodgers is actually going to the Jets. And then since then, um, everyone's saying, no, they're not going to the Jets. Uh, we've had, so far, we've had Schefter. We've had... Um, uh, Rappaport both say nothing's done yet. They're optimistic that it will happen. Mike Garofolo also, they're optimistic it will happen, but nothing has happened yet. So in case it couldn't get more typical, it's gotten more typical. Um, a lot of people are tweeting now, Arson Judge, uh, Judge appears headed to Jets. Just, you know, repeat of the Aaron Rodgers or Arson Rodgers appears headed. Did I say Judge multiple times? I may have said it. I'm, I'm all over the place. Arson Rodgers appears headed to Jets. Kind of like what happened with Aaron Judge. Um, still nothing. I always say this. I have my tweet notifications on and I, my guy, my guy, John Heyman is getting dragged again. 
he can't get out of his own way. Uh, Schefter and Rappaport are both on TV right now as I record this. They'll probably still be on TV when this podcast comes out. Something's going to happen. Um, and probably shortly with Aaron Rodgers and um, the New York Jets. Garrett Wilson tweeted, I can finally enjoy my vacation now. But this is 20 minutes ago. Still no real update. Um, I don't know. This is just typical. So here's the podcast. Here's the episode. Enjoy it. Welcome back to the Rami La Vie podcast. Today is Monday. It is March 13th. The podcast is presented, as always, by BetterHelp. It's episode 141 um, of the Rami La Vie podcast. And free agency opened in the NFL today. And the Jets and their fans are waiting. And we continue to wait. And it's been the same story for a while now. I haven't talked to you guys in a while because... Uh, I don't know if you saw, but this is was going to be part of my career episode, but between getting sick and a whole lot going on, um, I started a new job working for Major League Baseball, so that's as much as I'm going to touch about on it on this episode, uh, but we'll get into that at some point, I'm sure. Um, but Derek Carr goes to New Orleans Saints today, or that was already happened about last oh, about a week ago. Jimmy Garoppolo takes his place in Vegas. Signs a deal with Las Vegas. Mike White signs a two-year, $16 million deal. $8 million a year for Mike White. I don't know. Would you rather give Mike White $8 million a year or Daniel Jones $41 million a year over the next two years? Because that's essentially what that deal is. I don't know. I'm not I'm not here to make that argument that Mike White's better than Daniel Jones. That's for sure not. But um, I don't know. Think about it. $8 million versus $41 million. And Jet fans, though, through all that, all these guys are falling off the board. The names are coming off the board, although new names are being added on. Maybe Matthew Stafford is available, and the Jets and their fans are waiting. And we're waiting on Aaron Rodgers. And I have my tweet notifications on, and I'm getting inundated with Adam Schefter tweets about many different things. And then there's one story, one person that's just no update and it continues to remain silent as everything happens um just silence radio silence and as i sit here just waiting waiting for news to happen we obviously saw and this is this drives me insane with reporters there's zero accountability um with reporting of any kind um and we got a report from Connor Hughes, and not to call him out in particular, because reporters just love doing this these days. He just happens to be wrong always. More often than not, he's wrong, which is crazy that you can have a guy like him who's just always wrong, and he still has a job, and he's still employed. But not to hate on him, because it's just what reporters do these days. They throw stuff at the wall to see what sticks, and there's zero repercussion if it's wrong. So he said, the deal is done between the Jets and Aaron Rodgers, or the Jets and the Packers. Now, we're just waiting on Aaron Rodgers, but the deal is already done. And it's like, immediately, not even an hour later, every single credible reporter in the NFL disputed it and was like, 
yeah, no, that's not true. That didn't happen. There's no deal done. It's definitely not true. You're you're wrong, and you're making it up. I don't understand. I don't understand how you could just put that out there, and if he signs, if he ends up a Jet, you're like, I was first on it. Look, I was first. Ha ha, I got this right. And if it doesn't happen, it's just like, yeah, move on. Just another thing I got wrong. I don't understand how that's okay and when that started and why that became acceptable and accepted. It doesn't make sense to me. Meanwhile, I'm just scrolling through Twitter here, just waiting for something new to happen. But that's the world we live in because everyone wants to be first. And if you're going to be first, um, you're going to have to get on it early. So he decided to, you know, take a chance and maybe he would have gotten it right because logically speaking, this would have had gone down already on Saturday. This would be done by now. But Rogers just, he said he wasn't going to hold everyone hostage. Well, here we are. He's holding everyone hostage. And this is what Aaron Rodgers does. This is what he's always done. He likes the attention. He wants to make it about himself. And now we've gotten to the point where names are going off the board. I could see it already now. Tua Tungavailoa gets the extension or whatever it was. Um, the fi- the fifth-year option is signed. He's going to get hurt again. Mike White's going to end up being the starting quarterback for Miami, and he's going to be great. He's going to beat the Jets in some big game. I could see it now as the Jets don't even have a quarterback. They don't even have a backup quarterback now because they're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And the Jets players, the Jets players have been hilarious. They've been so funny. Like Lincoln Tomlinson, when they restructured his contract that fits exactly for the roster to exactly fit Aaron Rodgers' cap hit, he goes, he posts like the the meme of take my money and he writes at Aaron Rodgers on Twitter. Obviously the stuff that Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall have been doing. Like, it's been fun. It's been fun for the Jet fans. It's kind of going to be funny. It's going to be awkward this year when Zach Wilson invites them to the retreat because Zach Wilson's still on the roster. It's going to be awkward when he invites them to the retreat and uh, they all were clamoring for Aaron Rodgers. By the way, this is just go to show you. They talked a big game about how they believed in Zach and how they liked Zach and all that stuff. That was all talk. None of it was true because they don't like Zach at all, obviously. They don't think Zach is a good quarterback. Um, But... it's kind of almost impressive how the locker room stayed together. Like the second Mike White was out there, they all banned behind Mike White. And now they're all clamoring for Aaron Rodgers. And Sauce Gardner earlier was asking for Derek Carr. So how much do they really love Zach Wilson? Um, But with all that, with all the recruiting, with all the fun talk, with all this stuff, like I, as a Jet fan, I'm sitting here and every passing second is like, yeah, this just isn't going to happen. It's just typical Jets. He'll go back to the Packers. He'll retire. Something else will happen. And it's just not going to get done because this is what the Jets do. And the thing is, with everything I just said, Rodgers, I had, like, I feel like I've always been a big Rodgers fan. I've been very open. You could go back to the first time I talked about on this podcast. I was frustrated. I was angry, almost like it was one of my teams when he lost against San Francisco in the playoffs a couple years ago when he lost against Tampa and Tom Brady the year before that in the playoffs. Like, I've always rooted for Aaron Rodgers. I've been a big Rodgers guy. And part of the thing I like, I like his... He's a little bit of a douche. He's a little bit of an a-hole. Like, I don't mind that. I think it's funny. But now that it's my team that's having to deal with this, now it's not as funny anymore. Now I don't love it as as much. Now it's kind of annoying. And now he he literally said, I'm not going to hold everyone hostage. That was the quote at the end of the season. Well, here we are. He's holding everyone hostage. But this is what I expected. I'm not sitting here shocked, surprised, angry. Like, I expected it because of who Aaron Rodgers is, because of the Jets and their organizational history. I expected it to go down exactly this way. And this is why I told my friends, and I have friends who are like, what's happening? I don't get it. I don't understand. I'm like, did you really expect anything else? 
Did you really expect this to happen any differently? This is exactly how you'd expect it to happen. Sitting here after weeks of speculation, after they go out to LA, the entire Jets organization <laughs> flies out to LA to meet with Aaron Rodgers, flies to his home, private jet with Woody Johnson, the owner, with Joe Douglas, the general manager, with his buddy and, and the offensive coordinator, and obviously Robert Salah, the head coach, they all fly out there. Great. All that stuff is great. Rodgers, the deal is done. The Packers want it. The Packers president is talking about how it's time for Rodgers to move on, the organization to move on. Everything seems like it should be in place and should be done already, and yet here we are sitting here and waiting. Why? Because this is exactly what this organization would do. This is exactly what Aaron Rodgers would do. And for all my friends who are like, well, no, it's different. You, it's, it, you can't just blame the history. Sometimes there's a history. Sometimes there's a DNA, and sometimes those things never change. And with Aaron Rodgers and with the Jets, it's not changing now. And do I expect it? I won't believe it till I see it. I don't till I see him in a Jets uniform on a Sunday. I will not believe that Aaron Rodgers will be the Jets starting quarterback. But throughout the whole thing, I didn't believe any of the tweets, any of the speculation. There are two people who I listen to in this regard. That is Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport. And I haven't seen anything from them yet. And as long as I haven't seen anything from them, let me just check Twitter one more time. Yep. As long as I don't see anything from them, I'm just going to go with the assumption that Zach Wilson is going to be the starting quarterback for the Jets next year. Because right now he's the only quarterback on the roster. Maybe Chris Strebler is on the roster. I don't know. But that's how I see it going. And the crazy part in all this is that it seems like there's an obvious backup plan to this. It seems like there's a fallback plan that's better than almost any fallback plan. Lamar Jackson was given the non-exclusive franchise tag by the Baltimore Ravens. That story is crazy. And just quickly to go into that, why was he given the non-exclusive franchise tag? They gave it to him because they essentially said, hey, this is not going well. We're trying to negotiate in good faith. You don't have an agent. And I think I blame the Ravens also because they should have signed him a couple years ago. But at this point, they're like, we're not even trying to trade you. We're not going to find the partner. We're not going to go to do the work for you. Lamar, you don't have an agent. You think this is great. This is a way of doing business. Go find the team that'll give you a fully guaranteed contract. It's not going to happen. You're not going to find the team that's going to give you fully guaranteed money, not with your injury history, not with the owners banding together and not wanting to do that again after the Browns did it with Deshaun Watson. It's just not going to exist out there for you. You're not going to find it. If you do, get back to us and we'll gladly, we'll either match or we'll send you there and take the first, the two first round picks. But right now, this is not going well for Lamar Jackson. This is going very well for the Baltimore Ravens. They basically went out there and said, all right, go for it. They said, take your shot. You want guaranteed contract? Show show the country. Let's see what you're worth. And guess what? He's losing out because now he's going to play on less money on the non-exclusive tag. Less money, right? It's like $32 million versus $40 million. He's going to play on less money with the non-exclusive tag if he does have to play. And he basically has to come back with his tail between his legs to the Ravens and say, you're right. I couldn't find a team to give me a fully guaranteed contract because teams are falling off the board. Carolina has their quarterback, right? They make the blockbuster trade with Chicago, which tells you that Chicago likes their quarterback situation. They're going to keep their quarterback. I don't know why Atlanta is so openly out on Lamar Jackson. That doesn't make sense. It makes sense. That would be a perfect landing spot for him, but okay. Meanwhile, New Orleans, they get their quarterback. Las Vegas, we talked about it. They get their quarterback. Miami, they now have two quarterbacks, so they're not getting Lamar Jackson. And the spots are dwindling for Lamar Jackson. But for the Jets, and this is where the Jets come back into it, if Aaron Rodgers doesn't work out, if Aaron Rodgers is going to play this game with you, you can walk away. You have a perfectly good backup plan. You are desperate enough 
you're like the Browns, and it would be typical Jets. They're the Brown. The, they're basically the Browns. They're the same organization. We'll go to Lamar Jackson. Maybe we won't give him the full 250 million guaranteed, but we can make 200 out of 260 guaranteed. And then Lamar would probably take that. The Ravens definitely won't match it. You give away two first round picks, and all of a sudden you have a franchise quarterback that way. So it seems like the Jets are almost in a no-lose situation other than the fact that they keep having to wait and wait and wait on Aaron Rodgers and they're losing out on other potential free agents and other possible opportunities because they just are waiting on Aaron Rodgers. And this is where it becomes frustrating. And this is where it becomes a problem. And for Rodgers, like, what are you doing? He basically, it sounds like it's between retirement. Like, the Packers don't want him back. Like, it sounds like it's retirement or the Jets for him. And then the Jets should go get Lamar. It makes perfect sense, right? Just go make sense. And by the way, if it's a if it, if the holdup right now is a problem between the Packers and the Jets in a deal, if I'm the Jets, I'm not giving up more than I would have to give up in a Lamar trade, right? To get Lamar Jackson, you probably have to give him this huge contract, which part of it is that a lot of these teams, essentially what I read was they don't want to be writing the contract for the Ravens. They think that almost any contract, the Ravens will just match it. And then essentially they tried to get Lamar, they failed, and the Ravens sign him. But if the Jets sign him to, like I said, 260 with 200 of it guaranteed over five years, I don't think the Ravens will match that. I think that's an absurd contract that I don't think the Ravens will match. I think the Ravens are somewhere in the ballpark of 130 million guaranteed, and they're not going to go much higher than that. 200 is crazy. So even if you don't give them a fully guaranteed contract, there's a contract in there that you can make work you can make 50 million of that the signing bonus obviously and all that stuff you can make it work with the cap but the point is that if the Jets go write that contract and the Ravens decide to keep him then that's the problem that you run into that's why a lot of teams aren't willing to do this but why would you give up a first round pick or even definitely not two first round picks for Aaron Rodgers when the full cost for Lamar Jackson outside of the guaranteed contract is two first round picks. That's all you're going to have to give the Ravens. So it doesn't make sense that you'd if that there would be a, a point of contention right now between the Jets and the Packers. The Packers have already essentially said we're moving on from Rodgers. They gave the Jets permission to speak to him, so they probably do have a deal in place. Otherwise, why would you give the Jets permission to speak to him? And unless there's a mystery team in here, it sounds like it's up to Rodgers to make the decision: Do I want to retire? Or do I want to be a Jet? And that's it. And that's what we're all waiting on. And if I'm the Jets, I mean, enough. At what point do you stand up to him and you just say, oh, well, we'll just go get Lamar Jackson. And the problem is, like I said, the Lamar Jackson situation, the Ravens can always just match it and that's it. Um, And then you lose out on both. But wouldn't that be typical Jets? The Jets find a way, figure out a way to lose out on both and they end up with Carson Wentz. This is how I know the Jets will end up with Carson Wentz. It seems too obvious that if you don't get Rodgers, you can just go get Lamar. That makes too much sense. So they'll probably just get Carson Wentz. So why do I want Lamar? Why do I want Aaron Rodgers so badly? Like, why do I want Rodgers over Lamar? I just said that Lamar would be perfectly fine. You have a 26-year-old who, you know, you get him for the next five years, as opposed to Rodgers, 40 years old for the next two years. Obviously, the upside with Rodgers is different. But when you look back to the Jets last year, you look what happened this past season. They had losses to Seattle, Jacksonville, Miami, two games against New England, the game against Detroit, and the game against Buffalo. Those are seven losses that with competent quarterback play, not great quarterback play, just 
above average, slightly above average quarterback play, they should have won all of those games. Definitely Jacksonville at home. Definitely the game in Seattle. The last game of the season in Miami, obviously. The two New England games. And also the Detroit game. And probably the Buffalo game. I know they had Mike White in that game. But they still only put up 12 points against Buffalo, who they had beaten earlier in the season. They didn't need great quarterback play. They just needed competence. And then guess what? If you win two of those games, I'm not talking about winning all seven. I'm talking about winning two of those very winnable games that a competent quarterback would have won. You're in the playoffs. You're the one going to Buffalo in that first round. In which, what was it? Skylar Thompson almost beat Buffalo, and Buffalo looked terrible in that game. You could be talking about going to a divisional round playoff game in Cincinnati. I know that's a big leap to take, but the point is, this team was really good. This team is right there. You don't need a great quarterback. So again, I ask the question, why are we just holding out? Should we just have gotten Derek Carr? Should they just have gotten Jimmy Garoppolo? Should they have tried to get one of those guys that they've now missed out on? Should they just pivot right now and say, okay, we'll go with Jacoby Brissett. We'll go get Matthew Stafford, who's available. Maybe they'll just go get Lamar Jackson, who seems to be available. Why are the Jets waiting on Aaron Rodgers the way they are? And it's so interesting. I talk about this all the time. The ultimate goal is to win a Super Bowl. The ultimate goal is to win a championship. But I talk about this with the Knicks, and I'll talk about the Knicks a little bit later. But with the Knicks, what's so interesting is that Last year was a terrible disappointment. They pick up Jalen Brunson, and they're assumed to be like a fringe play-in team, maybe a 9-10-11 seed in the Eastern Conference. Not a great team by any stretch this season. And now they're a 6 seed. They're percentage points back from being the 5 seed. And a lot of people think they'll be the 5 seed. They had the 9-game winning streak. All these things. And instead of enjoying the 9-game winning streak, all anyone wants to talk about is what's the ceiling for this team? Can this team win a playoff series? If they don't win a playoff series, is it a bust? Can they push a second round series to seven games? Can they even win a second round playoff series? Where do we go from here? When did we stop enjoying sports? When did we stop just living in the moment and appreciating what you have? This team is outplaying what they were expected to do. The New York Jets haven't made a playoff series, haven't played a playoff game, I should say, in how many years? Since I was in middle school, right? And now all of a sudden it's like, oh no, we need to be greedy. We need to win a Super Bowl. We can't just forget about a playoff game. Play a meaningful game in week 17, week 18. Play a meaningful game down the stretch. Play a meaningful game. Play one playoff game. Even if you lose it on the road, it doesn't matter. When did we stop enjoying the actual process? You you ruin everything that the, the entire accomplishment that the Knicks have had this year. You're ruining it. By saying, well, it might be a bust if they don't do this. Or what's the what's the ceiling? How can they get better in the offseason? But with the Jets, something feels different, right? So get Jimmy Garoppolo, who they can't get anymore. But get Jacoby Brissett. Get Matthew Stafford. So why Aaron Rodgers? Why, why are we hung up on Aaron Rodgers? And I just keep coming back to it. You have an opportunity to get a guy who, despite everything, despite all the hell he's putting you through, despite all his issues that he has and all the complications of everything, he would be immediately the second-to-best quarterback in the AFC today if he started for the New York Jets. It would be Patrick Mahomes and then him. I know Joe Burrow. I know Josh Allen. All these guys are great. Justin Herbert. But that situation is crazy with Austin Eckler asking out now. Immediately, 
you're the second best quarterback. Who would I rather have to go win a playoff game in Arrowhead? Aaron Rodgers or Josh Allen? I'd take Aaron Rodgers. Even Joe Burrow, who almost did it. And we know we did it last year. I, I still trust Aaron Rodgers. This team is really, really good. And adding Aaron Rodgers, I mean, Elijah Vera Tucker hopefully going to be back. Brees Hall. Look at what Makai Becton looks like. He's posting pictures every day of his workouts. I don't know. These guys are exciting. They're young. And they want to play with Rodgers. They're all restructuring their deals. They all want him to come here. I think that you just have to get it done. Rodgers becomes immediately a two-year window to win a Super Bowl. I thought last year he had a thumb injury. He wasn't as engaged. And even still down the stretch, that offense started to look really good. First few weeks were slow. But now you have a two-year window that you open up for yourself if you get Aaron Rodgers. And even if it goes totally sideways, because wouldn't it be typical Jets they get him and he's just awful and he doesn't have anything left in the tank and he gets into arguments with the media he gets into arguments with the coaches and the players and Nathaniel Hackett and all that stuff. Yeah, maybe that could happen. But at least those first few weeks of the season, the first four or five, even if he starts slow, the first five, six weeks of the season, you'll still think, we have Aaron Rodgers. We have this guy that we have a chance to win every single game. We'll never be out of a game. The excitement on Sunday, when was the last time I had that? Going into Sunday with the feeling that I can win every single game. That's why you go after a guy like Aaron Rodgers. By the way, Lamar Jackson, if he's healthy, would be the same thing. I just don't think the ceiling is as high. And you want a two-year window to win a Super Bowl, now's the time to do it. And would I be upset if they got Lamar? No. The guaranteed contract over the next five years, yeah, that's complicated, obviously, as well. But right now, everyone's coming off the board, and the Jets are still waiting. Probably by the time I put this podcast out, he'll be a Jet. But I still, something about me, I'm still skeptical. With all that said, I'm still skeptical that it'll happen. I, It's the Jets. It's always be the same old Jets. It'll always be the Jets. And I don't know. This is too typical. I predicted this all along. And now here we are, free agency, three hours in, and he's still not a Jet. And I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't expect it to go well from here on out. But that doesn't mean I don't still want him. That doesn't mean I still don't think this is the best option for this franchise. I would love to have Aaron Rodgers on this team. There are so many NBA topics I have to get to, but I'll just get to the Knicks real quick. Um, they snapped the three-game losing streak in LA. They beat the Lakers. They've been struggling without their best player, Jalen Brunson. It makes sense. Um, and they lost three in a row. One of the games, obviously, he was out for half a game. But all of a sudden, the slander on Julius Randle because he had one bad game with a blow-up and obviously got up frustrated and let his emotions get the most of him. Like You can't have a bad game once in a while. Like all of a sudden the expectation changes and all of a sudden we treat this team totally different. Like I just talked about, like we're talking about where we can go and how bad Julius Randle is all of a sudden because he had one bad game. You don't have your closer. This team looked really good. This team's going to be in every game. They play fun team fundamental basketball. But last night, Julius Randle was the man. Last night, Julius Randle was decisive. He was effective. He made decisions. He was playing with poise though. He wasn't going too crazy. He had his mind straight. He had his head screwed on straight. He was playing well. He was playing good basketball. So I, I can't complain too much. And we'll get into more NBA. I wanted to make this a quick episode. Just Aaron Rodgers. That's the whole story. Rodgers, the Jets, Rodgers, the Jets. But 
let's not hate on Julius Randle. Let's remember what he's done, the turnaround he's had this year. Appreciate what Jalen Brunson does for this team, but also appreciate that Julius Randle is exceptional. And Julius Randle is all the way back, and he did it again last night, and the team was able to close out the game down the stretch, which was fun also. All right, um, I don't know what to do anymore. I'll start editing this, and then we'll uh, probably get the news. I'll probably throw an open on here about what the Jets are with Aaron Rodgers or if he went elsewhere, all that stuff. Uh, like I said, I my faith is pretty low that this will get done. It seems like it will definitely happen, like there's no other option, which makes me think that it won't happen. But that's the news. Uh, if there's anything else, stay tuned. Keep it locked in. I'll be recording again. But that's just a quick update on Rodgers and the Jets. Uh, thanks for listening, as always, to the Rami Levy podcast. I appreciate everyone who listens, all my sponsors, Co36, um, and BetterHelp, of course, as well as Anchor, which is now Spotify for podcasters. So we'll talk about that maybe on one episode coming up. Uh, until next time, I don't know when it's going to be hectic moving this week. Uh, but I want to talk NBA at some point this week, and there's a whole lot of other stuff to get to. So until then, I'll see ya. You were the best nights of my life. You got the light that always shines. I miss the way that you move and the way I get high. When you take me to your heights, like I'm standing in the sky. Your subway cars and your old graffiti I breathe your air when I land in another city I'll be that one that's got you printed on my bones Yeah, you're all I know Everywhere I go, oh, oh, I change it all oh, oh, Always on my own, I'm still New York Drive down Riverside, see the birds flying on the high line. With the sidewalks burning, we pray for rain in July. I want the Yankees 99, yeah. and the Knicks yeah. on a sold out night. When the curtains close and the Broadway streets are alive, hey. I need your heartbeat close, don't you ever leave me. And I breathe your air when I land in another city. My time's being just a kid with that empire state of mindset. Kick flipping off a blind deck, dipping from the New York City's finest. Yeah, said I've been up on my New York shit, walking down the block with my New York bitch. I can never leave my city, ain't nothing like it. Even if I do, though, I can never hide it. Top down on the west side when I'm driving, east side be the only side that I'm riding.